0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America N.A. member FDIC.
1: Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Seasons greetings and welcome once again to the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. I am JP Moser. And we're here to celebrate the greatest songs in modern music history. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we think they're awesome. And why you should too. JP, how you doing today, man? I
0: am doing fantastic. Getting ready to talk about a little Holland Oats, not to be confused (laughs) with Holland. Right, oats, oats from Holland. Or hauling hullin', oats. I had a like, friend that like, thought I got, it was like, I'm hauling like, some oats. I got this big old bag of oats. That's right. Here we go. No, we're talking about the band, and I'm pretty darn excited about today, Rob. It's going to be a
1: good one. Me too. Before we get into today's episode, I want to let you guys know, in case we haven't told you yet, if we haven't reached you by social media with this, uh, and if you didn't catch it last episode... We now have some merch available for you. If, if you, you want, didn't pick
0: it up at your local JCPenney,
1: right. you can <laughs> yeah. find it. On we're work. in Sears. They said you can go in <laughs> until we shut everything down. You can just put them in Sears right. while, we're, while we're closing everything out anyway. You could just put some in here, and if fear people the, buy them, great.
0: Fear the remaining Kmarts around the world. Yeah. And yeah.
1: Uh, uh, no, seriously, if you, if you want to support the show, a great way to do it is to go to greatsongpodcast.com. Uh, and click on the merch button, the merch tab up at the top, and you can get yourself some shirts, hoodies. We got some of the just favorite lines and, and jokes from the show. Uh, if you want to just show your love for the show, send us some support. That would be awesome, and we would really appreciate it. Uh, they're, they're a lot of fun. We got some funny ones. We got some just taglines from the show, so I think you really like it. Uh, my personal favorite, I think, so far is the Jerry Rafferty shirt. Um, but uh, I don't know. JP's favorite, I think, is the Turn Up the Radio and Sing Along um, but, uh, you know, whatever, choose your poison. It doesn't matter. You just, yeah, make, yeah, yeah. you
0: will make our dreams come true. And if we, you go on there and buy some, some swag. That's right.
1: We promise fresh content, <laughs> fresh, fresh content. Like today's episode. we got a great one coming up for you today. Get ready to dance. Listen, if you're not ready to dance, pull over uh do whatever you need to do get get in a place where you can at least where you at least have about like 75 square feet where you can bounce around a little bit do some woo-woos because uh today we're talking about just an all-time 80s classic you make my dreams aka you make my dreams come true by the one and only the two and only yeah all in oaks that's right Yeah baby Made them all come true Made them all of them All my dreams Every dream I dreamed a dream That <laughs> but I dreamed that love would never die I dreamed that God would be forgiving And you made it all come true So thanks for that Dear listener uh, Hall and Oates Written by Daryl Hall John Oates And Sarah Allen Fourth single from the 1980 album Voices uh, The single was actually released in May of 1981 and it peaked at number five on the Billboard Hot 100. If I had to guess, I would have told you this was a number one, but it wasn't. They have it was uh, not. They have several, and I'm going to quiz you on them here in a minute. Oh, but, I cheated, and uh, I looked them up. Oh well. oh, well. I was oh, going to well. ask you the
0: same thing. Can you name the six? <laughs> but
1: Well, know. now I guess we know. Well, All right. Okay, wait. You listening. You go. Ready? Name the six. Nope. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good one. I the, didn't think you'd get uh, that man, one. man. That's
0: the toughie. Yeah.
1: All right. Okay. Good job. Good job. Great job. All right. Uh, this is from their album called Voices. It was their ninth album. In 1980, Hollow Notes put out their ninth album. Uh, that surprised me. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of albums. Like, they've been around a while like Halleno i my i guess i think of them as 80s yeah it's funny that cuz my biggest takeaway from that fact
0: is that not that they've put out nine albums but the ninth came in 1980
1: yeah. which mean they had eight prior to 1980 yes uh it was their their first self-produced album after kind of a lull period in the late 70s disco took over and the the rock stuff rock soul stuff that they were doing kind of Uh, tapered off a bit and um, they felt like the outside producers and the studio musicians in LA maybe weren't quite capturing what they were going for. And so they said, this time it's going to be our vision. We're going to do it ourselves. We're going to produce it ourselves. And so, um, and it it worked out well for them because Voices was a big hit and a big part of their Second act, I guess. Um, Great album. Yeah, it's got, there's other hits on the
0: album. Kisses on My List is on there. Every Time You Go Away and their version of You Lost That Love and Feeling
1: is yeah. on that album. So the ever popular Righteous Brothers song. Yeah. And uh, Every Time You Go Away wasn't a hit for them no, uh, but it was that's a right. number one hit for paul, paul young, young. yeah right. they didn't they didn't release it as a single. I don't know if you know if it would have done well or not but um but that's uh, that's a sign of like a solid album, you know what I mean this was a a b side for us and it went number one for somebody else yeah. so that's, that's cool uh, and their versions are pretty different too uh, theirs is more um kind of a Memphis soul kind of feel, and his is a straight pop you know uh but his his great I love it. Uh, it was recorded, the album uh, Voices was recorded in part at Electric Lady Studios, which was built by and for Jimi Hendrix uh, shortly before his passing. Uh, the album spent a hundred weeks, almost two years on the Billboard 200. That's insane. Yeah. it's a long time. And it peaked at number 17. This was back in the day when, you know, used to release half an album as singles. Uh, it doesn't happen as often anymore. Sometimes still for a maybe first album of a pop artist that will happen but now you get maybe two songs that people will remember a third song that nobody will remember and yeah. then it's on to the next album um so yeah but that's kind of the case here they had i think four top 40 singles um if just just from this album alone and uh, i don't know if they released any more that didn't go top 40 but they had you know that on this one so um my other note on the actual album itself is that John Oates, he's the one with the dark hair and the mustache. He looks like if you've ever watched Mystery Science Theater three thousand, or if you've ever seen the uh, awful cult classic film Manos: The Hands of Fate. <laughs> yeah. uh, he looks like the guy that they call the Master yeah. in Manos: The Hands of Fate. <laughs> like, like on normal, like in normal time, he kind of looks like him. But on the Voices album cover, yeah. look it up. Yeah. He a really, extremely looks like him. Like he should be wearing a long black thing with red hands uh, while we're talking about mustaches
0: do you uh, can you name some other really good mustaches in rock and roll
1: mustaches in rock and roll um, I can give you a cut.
0: Frank Zappa's got a pretty oh, well renowned yeah, mustache.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Lionel Richie had Lionel a good Ritchie, one.
0: Lionel Richie, yeah, got, that's a good one. That's a yeah. good little molester mustache. He's got uh, a rock in there. <laughs> Skunk Baxter. Oh, yes. A good
1: mustache. Legendary. I'm
0: going to give my, well, I'll say my favorite um, while you're thinking.
1: Go, uh, go uh, ahead.
0: Edge has had his little mustache years. Okay. Uh, David yep. Crosby had a pretty good one. Yep. Uh, I, but my favorite uh, rock and roll mustache goes to uh, Derek Smalls. From oh, yes. That's my, that's my rock and roll. He message. does have an
1: amazing handlebar. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely. It's money on.
0: right there. So, uh, to keeping up with the, with Mr. Uh, with Mr. Uh, Mr. Oates on his, on his stash game. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So. It's yes. Yeah. That's hard to beat really, truly. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about Holland Oates, uh, the, the writers, the dudes, the lads. Uh, but first I want to talk just to, just a little bit about Sarah Allen, Um, she's not a footnote by any means, but she kind of gets swallowed up in the Holland Oatsiness of everything. Um, Sarah Allen born December 9th, 1954. Uh, this is basically just her bio. She's an American songwriter, best known for her work with Holland Oats. Though never married, she was in a long-time relationship with Daryl Hall until 2001, and she contributed to many of the duo's hit singles, including You Make My Dreams, Private Eyes, I Can't Go For That, and Maneater. And though she didn't contribute to it, she is the subject of their hit song, Sarah Smile. Uh, she is Sarah. Uh, Sarah Allen was, is kind of part of the... Well, not kind of. I mean, she's cemented as part of the Hall & Oates legacy. If you go on her... Um, like all music page or whatever. She's got credits until now because hollow notes music gets used in a lot of media and a lot of stuff. So she's got credits, you know, as late as I think this year, definitely 2017. Um, and you know and beyond so yeah
0: this i mean even this song is used in all kinds of movies oh man know. you got you, yeah did you write down? i did wedding singer step brothers um 500 days of summer i love the scene in that when when he's dancing around that eddie the eagle ready player one so this is all the way through
1: through movie history yeah outstanding um a little, little bit about the song here, a couple thoughts on the song. John Oates uh, put it like this. He says, it's a great song, simple as that. Good songs are good songs. They stand on their own. They can be stripped away of the production. Uh, a song is what happens when a writer sits down on their individual instrument and creates something out of nothing. And there's magic involved and there's inspiration involved. You Make My Dreams Come True represents a vibe. It represents a collaboration between myself and Daryl and the band in the studio in the 80s. Its simplicity and directness is where the charm lies in that song. And that's true. It's got good production, but it doesn't have a lot of production. It's very simple. Mm -hmm. It's a cool keyboard part and it's a little backbeat guitar thing. And that's about it. You know, you hop around and add some doo wops. And that's, I mean, that's (laughs) really about it. You know, it's, it's a, it really is just a presentation of the song um, that you could play with four guys and be good. Just totally done. You don't need extras. Extra synthesizers, extra you know, extra people to pull off whatever. It's just a
0: yeah. Even in the meet the band section that we'll talk about, it's I mean, there's five of them, but there's basically the two of them, a
1: guitar player, bass, and drums, and that's it. Yeah. So it's but it's like probably their most played song. I would think of their like if we're talking legacy, it's probably the song of theirs that gets the most airplay. Um, And it's just a simple, good song. It's fun. Um, I mean, yeah, even to put it in. Perspective when I was
0: coming in here to listen to as we were prepping for this, I was like, "Hey Google, play Hall and Oates," and this is the one it
1: started with. Yeah, so it had a choice, and this is the one it went to. Yeah, it's the one it assumed you wanted to hear first. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Uh, a little bit about Hall and Oates. Um, If the internet is to be believed, they are allegedly the highest selling duo of all time, and they are named by Billboard as the most successful duo in the rock era, uh, and the. And yes, and the num and the number one uh, duo in the rock era as far as their list, yet they are not included in Rolling Stones list of top twenty duos. Oh wow! Isn't that weird? You would think Rolling did Stone you- and Billboard wouldn't be that far apart. Yeah. Did you look up the list? Do you have? Know- I did look up the list of Rolling Stones. Who's like? Number two. Okay, number so three, I remember top, um, top few. Number three was uh, uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Okay, is, um, where does Heart rank on there? Did they make the list? I don't think Hart made the top twenty. Oh, Wow. Yeah. Um, maybe, Blues because,
0: maybe because
1: maybe because Heart was is, was considered a band. A Blues band? Brothers. no. let's see. I'll just go down the list. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like top top ten. Uh, number ten was the Carpenters. Number nine, Lee Hazelwood and Nancy Sinatra. Number eight, Richard and Linda Thompson. Who, what? I don't even know what that is. Uh, number seven, Outcast. Number six, The White Stripes. Number five, Eric B. and Rakim. Uh, and by the way, thanks to Michael Conley for correcting me on that. I said Rakim, it is Eric B. and Rakim. So, thanks to Michael Conley, uh, one of our uh, fervent listeners. I appreciate it. Uh, number four, The Leuven Brothers. Um, Number three, Ellie Mosier. Number are you
0: kidding me? <laughs> How did
1: that happen? That's amazing. Number three, Simon and Garfunkel. Number two, Ike and Tina Turner. And number one, the Everly Brothers. Okay. Well. So, but not in the not top. our list. Not in the top 20 uh, for Hall Notes. But Billboard loves them. Yeah. Billboard's all about them. Um, so yeah, like we said, they had six number one songs on the Billboard Hot 100 of which You Make My Dreams is not one. Uh, the six are Rich Girl, Kiss on My List, Private Eyes, I Can't Go For That, Parentheses, no can do. Man eater and out of touch. Uh, they met in their college years. This is kind of a, kind of a funny story. Uh, they met in their college years when they both fled from a gang fight that broke out during a, a dance or a gig. Depends on which which thing you're reading. Um, they both like sort of ran to the same service elevator and kind of struck up a conversation, realized, oh, we both go to the same school. Why don't we, you know, why don't we hook up? We kind of like the same kind of music and let's just see what happens. And that's how Hollow Notes was born a gang fight. So, um, let now I've read some stuff that made it sound more like, they were at a sock hop, and <laughs> and the sharks and jets got in a fight. Yeah. Now I made I read some stuff that made it sound like shots were ringing out and uh-huh. like sirens and the whole business. <laughs> I don't know. The truth is in if there you, somewhere. If you
0: were there that night and you uh, can elaborate, please give us
1: the yeah, your version. Any of, of our the- Philadelphia <laughs> listeners from from the uh, '60s, if you could uh, just let us know what happened there. Um. This is interesting. They're listed if you just like look up Holland Oates. They're listed in several genres, including pop, soft rock, and blue-eyed soul, which is a term. You know that was a category. Well, it's it, so I didn't. I had heard that used as a lyric in a song that now I can't. I can't think of, but I'd heard the term blue-eyed soul. But I thought it was a poetic lyric, right? Just somebody trying to sound cool. But apparently. Uh, Blue-Eyed Soul is a term used to identify soul music sung by white people. So uh, typically a, an African-American genre, but white people singing the songs in that bag. Other artists listed in this genre include Tom Jones, Steve Winwood, and Janis Joplin. Um, I think maybe... The do you have okay? First of all, I was going to ask you Are there any artists that you just hearing on the radio growing up that you always thought were black and then you found out they were white? Mark Broussard, not on the radio. Okay, but yeah, no. Mark Broussard. I think of I, I immediately think of Bobby Caldwell, the guy that sings uh, Won't You Won't what, what You Won't Do for Love. You know the song I'm talking about? I don't know about? if I know that song. Uh, oh, yeah, you. I don't know. You know. Oh yeah. I guarantee I came back to let you know. Hey, Bobby Caldwell. Hey, Bobby oh, Caldwell. Goodness gracious. Oh yeah. Blue eyed soul. Blue eyed soul. Me. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's a big one that people are always shocked to find out that Bobby Caldwell is white. Um, but, uh, anyway, when I, when I first saw the term, I thought, is that racist? Is that fair? <laughs> Kevin Wallace. I don't know. <laughs> Kevin, yes. Kevin Wallace is blue eyed soul. Um, It turns out I'm not alone because in researching it further, I found the following quote from one Daryl Hall who believes the term to be racist. Um, He said, quote, it assumes I'm coming from the outside. There's always been that thing in America where if you're a white guy and you're singing or playing in a black idiom, it's like, why is he doing that? Is he from the outside looking in? Is he copying? What's the point of it? He said, come on, man. It's music. It's music. Um, So I get, you know, what he's saying is like, you know, it it's like uh, it shouldn't be assumed that this can't come from me naturally, and that I'm trying to copy black artists, yep. basically. Um, which I, you know, I can see whatever. Um, but there's there's a there are conversations there to be had that I'm not super interested in getting way into because I don't want to get get anybody into trouble. But uh, it's interesting. I just never knew that that was a classification of uh, of you know style. Interesting. Blue eyed soul. Now we all know. Uh, Hollow Notes were dropped from Atlantic Records or they left Atlantic Records, their first label, depending on which one you read, after their first three albums didn't produce any hits. Um, They then went to RCA Records, um, and their first release on RCA Records produced a top 10 hit in the aforementioned Sarah Smile. I I found this note interesting because in today's music world, if your first three albums don't produce a hit, you're done. You're, you're toast. You're when never did, heard from.
0: Do you know the year of when the first when the commercial success hit? Did you look that up? I
1: don't have it listed like by year. It would have been uh, early seventies. I mid-70s? would have, I think like think mid seventies, like seventy four, seventy five. The only reason I'm asking is because I know they got their big break
0: when they opened in seventy two for Bowie when he was doing his Dave, his uh, Ziggy Stardust tour. Yes. So that's when they can and I was wondering if the commercial success was tied into the fact that people were listening to them because they picked up their albums because they heard them open for a popular artist. Sure. So that I think is is a common tale.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, could be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um what else, man? It's just a good song. Like sometimes there's not a ton of analysis. You know what I mean? It's not there's not a lot. I mean, it's not super complicated um musically. It's not now. I'll tell you what though, I'll tell you what, you know me, you know how I am with lyrics, right? I, I've said it a thousand times. The last thing he listens to is the lyric. Right. JP's sick of me saying it. <laughs> like, shut the crap up. Um, but in in studying the lyric on this one, I thought, man, that's really a really good lyric. Like it's it's a better lyric than this song kind of implies Then the title i mean anybody
0: could write the title you make my dreams come true <laughs> yeah exactly like, that's anybody everybody's probably written a poem or something for their third grade girlfriend yeah. Yes, that has that line in it. Exactly. <laughs> yes,
1: exactly. Yes. Girl, you make my dreams come true. You know, it's like next after like, what's your sign? You know what, <laughs> what I mean? What's your sign? Oh, you look beautiful. You make my dreams come true. But like, listen Check to some yes of these. yes or no. <laughs> exactly. So like, but these lyrics that like the song has you, the song has you before the lyrics come in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? With that the, keyboard riff? Yeah. The yeah. groove gets you immediately. Uh, but the lyrics, I feel like, are better than than the song necessarily. It, it's like, okay, just listen. To this pretty good. What I want, you've got, but it might be hard to handle. Like the flame that burns the candle, the candle feeds the flame. Uh, what I got, full stock of thoughts and dreams that scatter, and you pull them all together. And how I can't explain. That's pretty solid. You know what I'm saying? I'm surprised. I'm sure there's
0: one out there, but for it to make it to nineteen eighty before somebody found a way to rhyme handle and candle together. Sure. That's a that's in that, yeah. that lineup is I'm, good. Yeah,
1: I'm sure somebody's done it. But they really they really nailed yeah. it. And of course, uh Daryl Hall's vocal delivery is really solid. He's got a great voice. Mm-hmm. Like he's got a a very That's how they got classified as blue eyed soul. Is his voice is just very soulful, and he, you know, he he gets in some of the like runs and stuff like that that you expect to hear in R and B and soul and Motown, uh, that kind of stuff. And he
0: looks that part when he's playing keyboard live with his sunglasses and his head bobbing, you know, like he's (laughs) he's feeling it.
1: Oh man! Speaking of his head bobbing, well, I'll get to in a minute. Um, John Oates had a good quote on this he said daryl had this great piano groove that you hear when you hear the record it's really the heart and soul of that record it had this positive upbeat type of feel to it it was a very simple idea saying that you make my dreams come true we were kind of laughing saying that this was too simple to be anything when we wrote the words we were really concentrating on writing some interesting uh words because the course was so simple it's just you you make my dreams you know um and so he said, we thought the verses needed to have some meat and potatoes to support the simplicity of that chorus. And I remember our manager at the time, when we played the song for him, he was making a joke about the words in the verses. He was like, you guys are trying to sound like poets. Uh, he was laughing at us because he didn't get it. After all these years, though, that's probably the song that gets the most play out of anything we've ever done. Um, so sometimes it just clicks, you know, the, the groove is good. What was it? Never let the, never let the lyric get, get in, in the, the way of the groove, the groove yeah. right? um in this case you end up with both you end up with a really solid lyric that you probably i bet most people the 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 vocal in the mix is a little bit buried in spots so you may not even know the word you might just kind of yeah exactly the melody carries it like the melody is so strong that you don't you don't even necessarily need the lyrics you don't even care what he wants i couldn't tell you what, <laughs> i couldn't have told you half of the lyrics before i sat down and read them in a research and you know it's all about the yeah, the you know it's like yeah okay oh yeah you know all that stuff in there it's just good it's just so good um man it just feels good okay let's talk for a second about the bridge
0: Okay. I love
1: the bridge to this song. Everything's upbeat. Everything's, you know, just happy as can be. Do you happen to bring your keyboard so you can show a little bit? I might have. Oh, cool. Might have something in my pocket here. Let's see what you got. Yeah. So um, let me play you a little bit. This will be the second chorus going into the bridge. And there's a little interlude, um, kind of a breakdown. I love how he says, like, before this little interlude, he says, Listen to this. (laughs) <laughs> and then it's like they kind of don't do anything, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> bam, 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 bam. <laughs> and he's like, but it, it feels like he's going to be like, "Yo, check this out! Yeah. Hold on, hold on, wait for it! Here comes two chords." Yeah, listen to this: <laughs> bam, 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 bam. <laughs> okay, but this is this is that section going into the interlude. And then we're back to the happy-go-lucky chorus. Okay, so that that section, first of all, is is perfect. It's so short too. That's like the shortest bridge in history. You know what I'm saying? It's like that's for- why I said listen to this because if you're not paying attention, you'll you'll miss <laughs> it. Right. I was like, oh
0: wait, that was the bridge.
1: Yeah. Oops, don't miss the bridge. Uh, rewind it. Play it again. Um, so, but I wanted to talk about this this one particular chord in there that I just adore. That it's used as a transition chord to get into the bridge. So we're in the key of G, right there. Hello. And um, so in the key of G, the G would be the one. The bridge starts on the two minor. Okay, so it's, I'm down on the day, G. Okay. That'll be um, an A minor. That'll be an A minor chord in the key of G. Um, and the way they get there, so they're starting on this, listen to this, bump, 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 <laughs> dun, dun. And they do it again. That's a flat seven, an F, and then a C, and then to the G. Well, the last time they go flat seven, which is F, the bass goes E, okay, which is still what you might expect to hear as an alternate to that C chord, but then the the chord over it is really like a just a D over E, which leads to the two chord, because the E is the five of the two minor. Does that make sense? So an so an E major or or a D over E as an alternate acts as a five chord to telegraph that you're going to go to the two minor. So you end up with this bump 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 <laughs> Then the last time it goes That's what you end up with. with that it's just so beautiful. Mm-mm. <laughs> 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 It's just so sweet And then it's like It's literally like a It's a three-bar bridge isn't that, isn't that crazy? It's I'm down on the drain Dream Thought this sleepwalk Should be old, but is Oh, but now now It's true Are you? And back straight into the chorus That's insane um, Rob didn't do the scream Are
0: you? Well, that's very good huh? Yeah Thanks
1: for coming by Daryl Hall, Hall In the geez. house Goodness gracious Thanks, buddy Blue-eyed soul Um Yeah, and then, okay, I thought this was interesting too. Coming out of the bridge, when they go back into that chorus, the first time they play the chords differently under the hook, which you almost never hear. So uh, everywhere else in the song, it's, oh, you, to the two, to the five, you make my dreams come true, right? This time coming out of the bridge, they go, oh, you, to the four, you make my dreams, then to the five, come true. It's almost like they messed it up in pre-production. You no, know I what I mean? Work. And they're just like, "Well, wow, we already recorded the keyboard part, so everybody else just change your <laughs> yeah, thing right. and you lay your tracks down." <laughs> you know, um, I, it's really random. That doesn't doesn't happen very often, but uh, it sure happens on there. Uh, let's see. Let's talk just a little bit about. You want to meet the band? Yes. Oh gosh. Yes. Almost forgot. Let's do it. Let's meet them. Hey. Let's meet the band. It's time to meet the band. Hey, mama, let's meet the band. Let's all meet the band. Let's meet the band. It's time to meet the band. Hey, mama, let's meet the band. Let's all meet the
0: band. All right, we're going to meet the band uh, from uh, from The Voices album here with uh, Daryl Hall and John Oates on You Make My Dreams Come True. Talked a little bit about Daryl Hall earlier um, with that amazing keyboard riff, Daryl Franklin Hole. Hole. H-O-H-L Hole. There, there it is. Uh, for those of y'all that haven't seen Live from Daryl's House, pretty cool little show where he brings in special guests, and they sing songs, and they do songs live at Daryl's house. Daryl Hall's house. Live. Hall. Uh, we've talked enough about him and a little bit about Oates. Uh, old John Oates plays guitar on uh, the majority of their tunes sponsored by Taylor and Voyage Air Guitars um, but he plays a Strat on this song never heard of Voyage Air Guitars me either until I started looking it up and even their uh, prototypes look like Strats but he plays a a Strat on this live have you seen them do this live never they play it super fast oh yeah yeah it might be worth looking at before we get off here remind me and we'll take a a, a little listen to see like because we're used to hearing it at this tempo yeah but I don't know if they just get excited or if this is back. You know, obviously before, people were using clicks a lot and stuff. But
1: yeah, a lot of look. times adrenaline just takes over on a lot of
0: It's like this is going to be the quickest dream ever. <laughs> it's like if you if you take a look look on that um we'll be looking that up while we yeah while we sure. play. Um, on bass john siegler played with edgar winter mitloaf Mittloaf. Mitlof, <laughs> <laughs> <know> <laughs> Mitlof is yeah, that's, meatloaf that's, never mind <laughs> yeah that's good uh rick derringer and tim curry have you heard the tim curry album what yes the tim guy f- from clue that guy has, a, has a, Tim Curry Tim Curry has a album called simplicity
1: i mean i guess he sang in uh
0: rocky horror, rocky picture, horror show. picture show yeah but he's got an album that apparently was pretty big i didn't even know that he what wrote, yeah it, it was charted and everything this simplicity album i listened to it i'm not into it i don't like it it's not my thing but uh there's a lot of big tim curry listeners and i didn't even know he had an album and dude it was charted i love tim curry well there you go look up simplicity there wow. you know, that'll be a little, little fun pre or post homework you can do um on drums jerry marotta or marotta i hope i'm pronouncing it right it's m-a-r-o-t-t-a um and i probably should know um the name of the pronunciation he played with orleans peter gabriel and the tony levin band okay um but his brother rick pronounced the last name we'll go with marotta or marotta Also plays drums. Played with Todd Rudgren. And his brother composed all the music for Everybody Loves Raymond. (laughs) (laughs) Solid. Yeah, there you go. There's your claim to fame. Um, Bonus musicians on the album that didn't play on this song. Um, The lead guitarist on most of the other tracks and did all their stuff with them live in that era. GE Smith from the Saturday Night Live Band. Heck yeah. So I, I really like that gal.
1: He's in the video at least for their version of uh was it Rocking Around the Christmas tree? I don't know. They've got I can't remember if that's that if it uh yeah, I think it is. That's got the cool yeah. GE Smith is with with him for that in the video. That's cool. Yeah. That's
0: cool. He's a, he played with the Saturday Night Live Band for Love a while. Him. For those of y'all that don't remember GE Smith and the Saturday Night Live Band. He also played with uh, Bob Dylan from eighty eight to ninety. Um that's pretty much the band.
1: So Yeah, not not a whole lot. Let me see. I found a clip of them playing uh You Make My Dream. Let me see if it's live. the live.
0: I've seen. him. it's the
1: Well, they're excited. Sounds like church. <laughs> Boy, his hair.
0: What yeah. I'm a little bit fast
1: there compared to what we're used <laughs> okay, so I gotta admit, I've never watched them play live. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen them three times. Oh man. This this clip that we just played is from 1983, and they were really feeling themselves. <laughs> Let me just tell you.
0: They're still the same. They uh, Really. Oh, they're their favorite. Whenever they play, they are their favorite. <laughs> I've seen them, well, I've seen them as openers and as headliners. Um and just them by themselves. Um, and they are, no matter where they are on the bill,
1: yeah. they're the best in the room. Oh. If you don't believe them, just ask them. Oh, <laughs> man. Boy. Daryl Hall is in, like, head-to-toe leather, punk rock haircut. Like, he's got, like, Billy Idol. If if Billy Idol had longer hair and more hairspray. <laughs> uh, like, Billy Idol meets Flock of Seagulls is how I would describe his hair there. And I'm telling you what, man, like you would have thought they were mega death. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the way they, they were carrying themselves. Oh, man. Wow. Uh, it's like, you know, you're playing electric piano, right? I know, like right? This, is, it's, it's, this is a Wurlitzer riff. It's
0: not a BC rich. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. It's not pointy guitars uh-huh. and you know, whatever. Like this is bubblegum pop. I know, right? Wow. Okay. They're
0: snapping. There's people snapping. Yeah. yeah. Can, yeah.
1: Man, that really caught me off guard, dude. Oh gosh. That's so funny. It's, and it's okay. The funny thing is that's the exact opposite vibe of the video. The video is like, um, is like, uh, Hey, Mrs. Jones, I'm Bobby from next door. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, and they're literally just like hopping around. Like the, okay. First of all, the video is, um, it's like somebody said, it's like the producer said, okay, guys, we have $40 and 70 square (laughs) feet. Just hop around a bit and have fun. (laughs) Doesn't even matter if you get all the words. We got to get this turned in by 6.
0: That's, That's awesome.
1: like it's just a single shot in a black curtains and they're just hopping around dancing and singing the song and like it doesn't even like it's so sloppy. It's just, it's the it's weird. Daryl Hall looks like a seven foot tall, gangly NBA rookie. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Sean Bradley. Detlef shrimp. Yeah. I mean, on he, lead vocals. His, his neck looks like it's three feet long. Definitely not a rock star I mean, look at all. And you definitely need to see the way
0: they set up their stage. Because Daryl Hall is super tall. Yeah. And John Oates is mini-hoats. He's like super short. So they always position John Oates towards the front of the stage so that he doesn't- Like forced perspective? Like forced perspective. Wow. So he always stands up front with his guitar and the mic stands there and you can when you're standing I've, as i said i've seen him multiple times when you're standing like in the front of the stage you can't really tell as much uh-huh. but if you're side stage you're like dude why is he so far back like why wow. are you standing back there that's so funny and i don't know if i can't remember that in earlier videos but the times i've seen him lately like it's i don't know if that's something over time they've been like man why is oats so short <laughs> or something so that it's, it's definitely forced perspective
1: weird he's mini oats He's, uh, I'm trying to think of a good oats joke that whole time. And I just got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I keep going back to like shredded wheat, but it's not, yeah. it's not the same. No. Anyway, um, steel cut oats. I, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, also in the video, I, if you've seen it, let me know, hit us up on Twitter. Tell me that's not Louis CK singing the background <laughs> vocals. Uh, and if it is, is this the, of all the things that he's been accused of, is this the most embarrassing, um, <laughs> Just let me know. I think I promise. It, I think this is Louis C.K. on the background vocals in the video, doing the woo, woo, ooh, ooh. They just kind of come in from the side. Um, I, I think it's him, and I think this is probably the most embarrassing thing he could be accused of. So anyway, um, that's. I don't have a ton more. I mean, really, there's a, there's a, there's a cover. Um, I mean, there, there are always many covers of these great songs, but um, the most recent cover is from John Oates himself. Uh, Did a cover recently on his album, uh, Mississippi... um, What's it called? Mississippi Mile. And uh, I mean... You want to hear it? We can hear it, but it's kind of bad. Before we jet out, we
0: do have to say this was a request uh, for Holland Oats, and we will try to get. We're going to try to do all the re- as many requests as we can oh, this yeah. year. Absolutely. So we know you guys have thrown us a lot. So this was a request, um, and we'll make sure that we get uh, everybody else mentioned as as we go along with uh, with requests and such. Yeah,
1: hit us up on Twitter at Great Song Pod. You can always find us there. Uh, you can find our Facebook group on Facebook. Uh, I think it's actually facebook.com slash groups slash great song pod or great song podcast. I can't remember. Whoops. Uh, But the group is called uh, Great Songs and the Great People Who Love Them Greatly. So if you just search for that, you'll find us. We're having a good time on there always. And that's where a lot of these requests have come in uh, as through just interaction on the the Facebook page. So uh, check us out there. Um, Also, I neglected to mention up at the top. That uh, we've got some merch now. I told you that, right? Did I tell you I that? I think you mentioned I that. I think I mentioned it. I'm going to mention again. We got merch. And if you want to buy some, go buy some. Go to graysongpodcast.com, Click the merch and buy the merch and wear the merch. Tag us in the merch photos. Uh, anyway, let me play this before we get out of here. And then I think we'll probably need a palate cleanser after, after this. this. Okay. Yeah. So this is John Oates's solo version um, of You Make My Dreams Come True from his 2011 album, Mississippi Mile. I want what you got and it might be hard to handle <laughs> Like a flame that burns a candle A can of flame Yeah, what I got Full stock of thoughts and dreams that scatter and you pull if John
0: Oates's mustache didn't make you want to punch him in the face, then listen to this version, and yeah. you'll want to punch him in the
1: face. That's atrocious! It really, goodness gracious! It, like it's it it that version of that song. Where's one of those like old uh, hats that people used to wear when they would go out on the election trail? That looks like <laughs> it looks like a flat brim cardboard. You know what I'm saying? With like yeah. a red, white, and blue strap, and they were like dance on the back of a cart. You know, yeah. like <laughs> Pappy O'Dannell's flower hour. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Pappy O'Dannell.
0: <laughs> yes. You know what I'm
1: saying? That's like, that's uh, no, that's too much. Oh, man. That feels like, it feels like weird, like pre, uh, Pre-Emancipation Proclamation, Deep South. <laughs> yeah. I'm not comfortable. I don't like it.
0: Dude, I don't so like it. so bad. Give me
1: something else. That's so bad. Um, yeah, we need to, to resolve this on a higher note. Maybe
0: yeah. the bridge again? Yeah. Let's Maybe take, we should listen to this?
1: Take the bridge and, <laughs> and listen to this, because shoo uh, buddy. Yeah, let's, let's go out. Uh, as always, thanks so much for listening. Uh, we've, we, we just have a great time getting together. We would do this like just for kicks and giggles, but we're so glad that you guys are along for the ride. Thanks for listening. Literally all over the world. Thank you guys uh, on Spotify, Apple music, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, all those places that you find us. Uh, thank you so much. Check out. We've got playlists now on Spotify. We're keeping up with all the music from seasons one and season two. We'll add season three as we go. Uh, Facebook group, great songs and the great people who love them greatly. Greatsongpodcast.com is now the like central hub for everything you want to be. We got episodes, we got archives, uh, we got merch. We hope to be adding videos and other cool stuff later. Um, so a- anything you need to get from us, you can get there. And as always, you can hit us up on Twitter at great song pod. So, uh, we'll take you out with this and wash the taste out of the last one. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and until next time, we'll see you. Until next time, we'll see you next time. Is that a thing? I don't know. I'm, I don't think that one's going to make a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, I'm Rob. I'm JP. Go listen to some music.
0: That was a good little uh, awful version of the oats. Whew. Thanks for sharing that. And some
1: rotten oats. <laughs> Stank oats.
0: Stank oats. Now listen to this.